Welcome to South End Supporters, a St. Louis City SC podcast brought to you by RPR Renovations and Postal Coffee. David Heck alongside Eric Cole. Eric, it's not just the two of us this evening. We're, we're joined by a guest across the table. I know. This is wild. First ne- time outside of me and you, buddy. But I got to say, I'm pretty thrilled on this one. I'm excited about it, too. I think people are going to like it as well. Because, uh, look, I mean, as far as St. Louis media and radio personalities, for the better part of almost two decades, 15 years, on the point uh lux and uh now you're a part of uh st louis city sc too and and if we see you at ambush games and everything thank you so much for for joining thank you you know i'm always trying to find a mic so thanks for letting me borrow <laughs> this one for the next uh, hour or so absolutely she's actually good at this eric you and i are, are hacks I at best i know this is actually the th- minute i walked in and both of you started talking i was like oh okay this is real <laughs> this y'all is real. have radio voices y'all brought it okay All oh right. man what i will take that as a yeah. big compliment <laughs> thank you yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 awesome to to be joined. When Eric and I started talking about what we were going to do in the off season, and that was the biggest thing, right? Is like we talk about games, and that's you know easy to do yeah. uh, because it's well, I don't know if it's easy. <laughs> there's there's stuff to discuss anyway. There right? you go. The we'll content put it that way. is there. The content we'll it, it, right, it writes itself. You know what I mean? We just got to like talk about it. But in the off season, like what are we going to discuss? We didn't know the ambush thing would have as big a play. I don't think as it as it has, which has been cool. Um, but we started thinking like we got to get people on. We got to have people on. We got to have guests. And both of us almost like at the same time, we got to get Lux. Lux is like the number one get. You know, Thank so you. I feel so like cool. we've made it at this point, which is which is great. But yeah. um, I, I didn't know, and I feel like I mean, with your social media following and that, most people probably don't know how into soccer you are. Or or yeah. have been. I mean, people know you as Lux from the point, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you were there 15 years and kind of transitioned out of this. And, and I'm just curious, like, what things have been like since leaving the point over the last couple of years now? It's been slower. I definitely have been living a slower life, which is kind of the reason for my leaving radio. Nothing wrong there. Really loved the point. Loved the guys that I worked with. I mean, could I work with a better crew of people? The Rizzuto yeah. Show, absolutely. Incredible. Donnie Fandango, incredible. Uh, my favorite style of music. So I was getting to meet and interview bands that I loved all the time. But I wanted something a little bit slower. I wanted to have, I sort of shifted my priorities into, uh, instead of wanting like necessarily accomplishments or the money that comes along with accomplishments, because that that is a part of it. it was more so that I wanted time like freedom of time and freedom of like where I could be after the pandemic having to be stuck in my house all the time I was like well if I can find ways to kind of work as a freelancer then I can kind of move around a little bit more I can be free to travel at will I can be free to go to every St. Louis City home game you know what I mean like those things are possible through not having to be on the radio till 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, which really did stick me in one place every single day for that time. So, and I know that sounds silly, but it, it's it's nice to be able to kind of roam around and and with having so much ADHD, it really is a bonus <laughs> to be able to do what I want and and to be creative. Well, and you talk a lot too about the effects that that probably had on mental health as well. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, talk about like how where are you at as far as like mentally? You probably are in a much better state than I you were am. during the pandemic and having to be stuck in a studio. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely am. The pandemic was so weird for all of us. I don't know if it was like worse for me to be single. Uh, living alone with my dogs in like a big house or if it was like worse for my friends who are like married with their kids or if it was worse for people who were like stuck in their dorm like it was just such a weird time for all of us and I think we all came out of it slightly altered in our, our perception of the new world and the new way things are going um, so I've really been lucky uh, that I was able to I was in the place where I could leave that job People mm-hmm. don't generally get to just like leave the job it's such a great job like that but I had saved up enough and was able to do it and 
honestly, therapy, time off, uh, the burnout has finally kind of subsided and I'm feeling super creative and super energized and inspired. And the soccer community has a huge part in that because I miss being around people and getting in that North End, as you South Enders know, it's just electric. You can feel it. Everybody next to you wants to be a part of what you're a part of. And it felt a lot like being at rock concerts for me. So I'm feeling the same positive energy, but I'm getting it in a more uh, face-to-face way on a, on a more daily basis. Yeah. I think one thing that we kind of discussed is people may hear you for four hours, but they don't realize like you're there many hours before and then mm-hmm. many hours after. So it's yep. not just a simple like, oh, she's only there for four hours a day. It's like, no, no I'm grinding. And you know, the weird thing is a lot of it is really stressful. I remember my, I think the last year that I was in radio, um, I had gotten the great opportunity to interview Ed Sheeran, oh, not wow. not even in my demographic, but absolutely a massive star. He hadn't been interviewed in years. He hadn't made an album in years. He went off during the pandemic, had another baby, uh, bought a soccer team, which uh, FC, so oh, he bought yeah, a soccer yeah. team, so I got to talk to him about soccer. But the nerves I got leading up to that interview and the anxiety I got, even though the label gave me some questions and some ideas as they were being supportive, and I just... It was too much. And I thought to myself, do I enjoy doing this as much as I used to? And the answer is not so much. And that is totally okay. But I also realized there are people behind me who do want that and who do love that. And that person needs to be entertaining St. Louis, not me. If you're tired, people in radio will hang on forever and they'll be there way past their prime because, of course, nobody wants to leave a job where you get to just shoot the shit all day long. I mean, that's a great job. Um, But there, there was a great gal, Liv, who's on now, just passionate, young, ready, hungry and I was back there going I'm sweating I don't want to interview this guy because I'm so nervous but what if I screw up and what if I don't and like just and I don't worry about those things anymore and I kind of live a little bit more mental freedom and somebody else gets the opportunity to do what they they want to do well that's very exhausting mentally anyway I coach CrossFit classes and it sucks when like you're dealing with stuff outside and the second they walk in you have to be hi how are you today when deep down inside you're like I'm crying like I'm listening (laughs) to those emo bands that I just was so so it's exactly it like it's not only exhausting the grind you have to do working but Mm -hmm. yeah you have to be lux on point all the time time. and when you especially when you do get those opportunities with those stars and everything like that like the last thing you want to do is like lux sucked man she was kind of like a debbie downer before i came to st louis i remember in my early 20s and even early 30s like really languishing in the the process of picking interviews and working hard on them during the pandemic, getting to interview Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Absolutely incredible. Um, you have a Blink-182 tattoo and I got to interview Tom during the pandemic and I looked forward to it and finding these questions and researching and watching recent interviews and reading about them fascinated me. And then there was a certain period where it stopped. And I think it's more important to listen to your own body and be like, does everyone want this job? Yes. Do I look a lot cooler because I have this job? Yes. Do people take me more seriously when I say I'm Lux from the point versus now just being Lux from the internet? <laughs> yes. Um, but is that worth me doing something that I'm not really loving just internally? It doesn't feel like it's flowing with my, you know, mental flow. Then you got to you got to listen to yourself. And it's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> not, I, not everybody supports it. And they all look at you like you're crazy. Um, and it, but it works out. I think the I mean, just the, the guts that that takes is is it's pretty remarkable when you, when you think about it. You, you listed a lot of reasons why somebody would hang on to that, you right. know, and, and you got to convince yourself it, at that point, too. It's like, look, this is going to be what's best for me. And I'm assuming once you make that decision, yep. then, I mean, maybe you could go back, but I mean, probably not going to be the same no. as it was. Right. No. So it'd be life changing. I think about it sometimes, you know, would I go back? And I think if the situation really called to me, but I'm not one of those people who lives by like just regular societal expectations 
Um, I never have been. So I lead by where my body tells me to go. So something like physically tells me like, go do that. Then I'm like, okay, great. And that's how radio came to me. I did not choose radio. I was not going to school to do radio. I was going to do film. I went to Webster. I graduated film theory and criticism. I thought I was going to be a film critic. Um, I fell into radio, left it. It came back to me and then I stayed for 15 years. So I, I just felt like when my body felt like I was done with it, that I was done with it and forcing it wasn't going to be any good for anybody yeah. plus there's always other things you can have like a million lifetimes i was a sorority girl at mizzou for like a while people don't they look at me and like, you wouldn't see that now i'm all tattooed it's just you can have as many lifetimes as you want in one if you're willing to just uh go for the next one just like literally fall head first into it have you thought about what the next one is or are you just like living in the moment well i do love what i'm doing with soccer and that is very uh wonderful i have also found a lot of um comfort and joy uh from the medical cannabis world and also now the recreational cannabis world helping people who just need to relax that is also just as worthy as those of you who are dealing with fibromyalgia i think however you want to recreate if you want to have a beer great do it <laughs> you know what i mean if you want to smoke a joint also great do that um so i feel like that's been a really part of a really wonderful part of my life since i left radio as well yeah i want to talk about that because you you highlighted uh, in some of the articles that i had read just going getting like staying on kind of that mental health right mm-hmm. and, and i mean i i deal with the same stuff we talked pandemic i work in sales and uh, i do a lot of conferences a lot of conferences a lot of ex- like exhibits or expos type of thing where i'm standing in a booth for eight to 10 hours. And then after that, it's dinners and happy Mm -hmm. hours with clients and you are on all the time, right? You can't get a break from it. So coming back post pandemic, it's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. It's it's really, really tough. Right. Um, but you talk a lot about like getting on, being able to get off anxiety medicine Mm -hmm. because of cannabis and like what that's been able to do for you. Uh, And I think that that's an amazing story, right? Like to see you go from somebody that was living this life that on the outside people assume is just awesome yeah. and great but you know maybe in between your years it's it's not right but you kind of have found something else so again kudos to you for being able to take Thank the you. step to do that but like what what has it been like now going into i guess maybe de- describing a little bit of like getting off the anxiety medicine and then cannabis has just kind of replaced all of yeah. that for you well when i was it's funny because i was <laughs> i remember being in college and getting caught with marijuana i had a possession and paraphernalia charge for like having a one that had some like just like resin in it and i got i was like oh man this is terrible but i, I just was so upset with myself i had such a goody two shoes and i never got grounded i was a really good kid um I, at the time i couldn't afford the court fees so i had to call my parents and tell them what i did and i was like oh no <laughs> this is so that's so embarrassing and I'm crying and I'm telling them you know what what is this and my parents were like wait a minute you know where to get you know where to get weed and I was like yeah I've been getting weed for a while and they were like oh we used it back in college they're retired um my mom has uh pain issues she has illness uh chronic illness that causes pain issues and my dad has seizures that have caused men uh, memory loss. So they started going to uh, Amsterdam. They went to Amsterdam their first time to see what it was all about. Then they took me back and I went to Amsterdam for my first time. Uh, the next year we did 420 up in Denver, Colorado, and we took these incredible tours, educational tours on how to medicate for each specific wow. issue. And I just, we really found all the science behind it and how cool it is that now that the laws and restrictions are being lifted, scientists are able to really delve into a, a plant that comes naturally from the ground as the grass and the trees and what we can do with it on top of all the things that hemp does like you know cloth and paper and stuff being able to look and go okay we can separate all these properties you can have cbd without thc you do not need to have a trip or a high at all but you can in fact activate the endocannabinoid system which is already in every single human it is already there your body is already producing cannabinoids that attach to it 
Um, and then being able to use the cannabinoids in either smoking or ingesting. You can do drops under your tongue. You can put it in butter. There's so many things you can do. So you don't have to be the doker with the bowl anymore if you don't want to. You can literally just drop it in your tea as you go to sleep at night. Um, just being able to really use the plant the way that it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, freeze it up for the people who want to use it recreationally because now we're not afraid of what's in it. We know what you're getting. You know that, uh, like, the amounts you're getting and stuff. It's just so fascinating, and it took me over. Like I said, I ha- um, I would call it ADHD. I'm autistic, and I have ADHD. I was diagnosed when I was a child. So my I find something, and I hyper-focus on it like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they took me, and I was like, oh, this science is crazy. And as we watched it legalized throughout the country, it's just been incredible. And when it got here to Missouri, and people on all sides of every political fence were like, yep, Tax money for our vets, yep. Um, for the vets and uh, first responders who are killing themselves at disproportionate rates mm. or losing their lives to suicide, um, yes, let's get them something that isn't pain pills. Let's get them something else, yes. And then now being able to just be like, all right, you're having a rough day. You want to sit at home and have a joint on your back porch before you watch a Christmas movie over those Christmas cookies? Like, you go ahead. Yeah, like you said, it's not what you know everybody grew up thinking it was nowadays i mean it it is something that you can use without that high or Mm -hmm. whatever especially joint pain or mental health and everything it just has such a wide usage nowadays that anybody can benefit from it and it's not i think we're starting to see like you said as it's getting tested more and it's becoming sponsorships for even sporting events and we're seeing it benefit is it, All thir- is it 30 for 30 ranges? or 60 for 60? I'm Thir- not 30, 30 for 30. 30. I yeah. saw 30 for 30 like 10 years ago on CTE and cannabis and the way that the cannabinoid can kind of wrap your brain in bubble wrap. So when it's being shaken around in your skull, it doesn't hit your skull and can keep football players safe. And look, we've known about this scientifically yeah. for so long. I am thrilled to see any kind of application we're making towards helping athletes, helping veterans, helping anybody, people like me who struggle with um, depression and anxiety and suicidal ideations because of uh, PMDD, which I'm sure you gentlemen are not really familiar with. It's it's premenstrual. It's it's a period situation, but it makes me kind of feel like I want to kill myself once a month. Anyway, the point is, uh, because of cannabis, I don't have to be on the Xanax that I was. That's not going to be everybody's story, um, and it's not going to be for everyone. I would never force cannabis on everybody or tell them, like, you need to go out and try this. But I would say, research it. Yeah. Look well, into it, it, and there are so many very safe, very easy, slow ways for you to try it for the purpose that you're looking well, for. Well, I think that's a big thing there, as you said, safe, because there's like a real problem going around now with like what are the fentanyl and all sorts of stuff yeah. to just have a safe spot that people can go get it that it's medically mm-hmm. and everything like that it's just i mean benzodiazepine addiction is no joke you know i think i I've, I've read before like alcohol and benzos are like the two things you can you can die from yeah. withdrawals from right so i mean you get somebody hooked on a, on a benzo xanax ativan whatever it may be um Klonopin, right there's a mm-hmm. bunch of them in that in that space uh, that could be a scary process to to get yourself off of them. So I think it makes a lot more sense to use something natural and a and a plant, you know, yeah. that, that in as opposed Missouri, to Missouri, we've seen so much of the the meth and we've seen a lot we're just seeing so much of um non natural things right. happening here. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm it's nice for us to take a step back from kind of persecuting it and instead look at it and go scientifically, how can we help humanity with this? What can we do to like, you know, help people? And as somebody who uses it medically, watching my parents my mom, who has RA, she can get out of bed in the morning mm. because of it. My dad, the memory loss was really bad. Uh, the PTSD had caused these intracranial seizures, um, and it was causing the memory loss, um, no longer having the memory loss issues wow. the way that he was. He does work with actual physicians at WashU who are also aware of what's going on as far as that goes, too, which is incredible to see um, actual doctors 
going outside of what they know because for a while they weren't allowed to. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't persecute these doctors for not knowing. It's just like now you're allowed to go know. So go learn about it and come back. <laughs> um, but it, it, it is interesting to find that there's still a lot of doctors that don't know. But the good news is in every state and every city there are doctors who are educated and who are continuing to educate themselves as we all uh, continue to learn more. Well, you mentioned the 30 for 30 documentary on CTE as well. It's like Ricky Williams. Remember back in the yeah, day? I mean, yeah. Ricky Williams was, was trying to do this and they basically said, you oh, can't, they, you can't do it. It's against the, you know, against not just the law, but it's against our protocol here in the NFL. You're not allowed to take cannabis. And he, he was a guy that was kind of ahead of his time on that. Cause he was saying that he was not just using it recreationally. He yeah. was using it medicinally. And then of course, everybody's like, come on, you just want to get high. Yeah. You know, people just didn't understand. No. And that's not that long ago. And so to go no. from there to now some of these leagues, you know, t- saying, hey, we can start to explore it. To, to your point before we started this, but the MASL yes. or the ambush play, they have sponsors yeah, now. Yeah, you can see the names um, Clover and Robots are both on the board, the, you know, in the arena. So you see them, they're out there. And I love seeing that. I really do. I think it's going to be changing. I know that radio is not allowed to necessarily dip into that pot yet because they are federally regulated in the FCC, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's nice to see the organizations who can stepping in and saying, this isn't scary. We've seen, we have enough years of experience. We've seen what's happened in Colorado. We've seen what's happened in California over years and we're, you know, this is okay. Yeah. We can look into this. I think also it just makes people more, uh, comfortable or more curious seeing like a sports team. There's something about sports that just everybody looks at as like, like you were talking about the reason he was kind of like, ostracized out of the nfl was they wanted it to be the the goody league mm-hmm. and stuff like that and now that you're seeing more sports kind of bringing into the fold i think it makes you know those older crowds kind of look into it a little bit more and anything that i think encourages research on any topic whatever it is just getting people to learn more about it whether they still agree with it or not if they have the knowledge behind it i think is a positive thing i think part of the reason that i decided to when i left radio was really step up i got on npr and said hey i'm lux i smoke weed um and i think athletes when they are able to freely do so that's going to be absolutely huge because there's going to be a ton there's gonna be a ton nba nfl nhl players are gonna come out and be like i was high every game (laughs) i was high at every practice or i was using at some level of cbd every night to rub my muscles i was using Mm -hmm. thc to rub my muscles because there is thc salve that you can rub in like we're going to find out that there was a lot because i know them personally (laughs) i think everybody who's worked in sports at some point in every state city knows people but that will be a big deal that Mm -hmm. will be a really big deal and i thought to myself you know what my parents know i smoke weed it's out there in the world i'm not afraid anymore i could go out there and say it and it wasn't necessarily easy because it wasn't really you know it was still just barely medical when i started talking about it so i'm just thrilled we can all talk about it now we can all talk about it now and you're not uh, necessarily tied to any corporation anymore with with no. any of that you're kind of doing your own thing yeah. freelancing and, and honestly and it, thankful for the organizations who do choose to work with me knowing that i for the last 15 years in radio as a fully capable human being was smoking the whole time <laughs> you're welcome everybody yeah it turns I, out i can be a fully fledged human um who respects others and who does her job and shows up on time those old stereotypes are not necessarily the way of the world anymore yeah i feel like radio sim- similar to maybe sales uh we always used to say in sales is like if they started drug testing us we wouldn't have a lot of people oh, in it nobody would be there nobody it's the rock and roll world <laughs> right, it's, you know it's, it's sports if you think these men aren't going to clubs afterwards and doing stuff that's probably worse than what's uh plant life you know what I mean? I would love to just see him smoke a J afterwards. You know, because I think about all the alcohol that is actually just celebrated and how it's literal poison for our bodies. And I know it's such a sacrilege being from St. Louis and the house of Bud Light and Budweiser and everything to just be like, beer's bad for you. But 
truly is bad right. for you, as it yeah, turns there, out. There's enough evidence of that. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not great. So, so you you go from from being Lux on the point to mm-hmm. like you said, Lux, the social media content yep. creator, <laughs> but also the city to PA uh, announcer. Coolest job. Oh my goodness! So, like, how did this come about? I get asked all the time where the best place is to watch City games, and the answer is always the same. It's Felix's Pizza Pub, and it's not even close. Not only can you watch every single home-and-away City game surrounded by fans, but you can do it while enjoying the best pizza in the area. Now, I like the Murphy Pie, which is chicken, wing sauce, green onions, blue cheese, and jalapeno ranch. But maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you're more of a fan of a traditional pizza. Then check out the Dogtown with Italian sausage, pepperoni, and pepper bacon. Or maybe you're like my partner Eric over here and you like a little bit of both. It doesn't matter what your tastes are because you can order any of the pizzas at Felix's by the slice. But it is no ordinary slice. Felix's offers the largest slice you are going to find anywhere in St. Louis. So mix and match. Try different pizzas. Just make sure to save room for their award-winning Double Trashed Wings in Buffalo, Jalapeno Ranch, or Thai Chili. And if you're looking for something to do during the week, head to Felix's every Tuesday night for stoned trivia to test your knowledge in the most fun bar trivia around. Even if you're not a trivia buff, you can still win great prizes, so show up at 7 and be ready to have some fun. It's Felix's Pizza Pub, located at 6401 Clayton Avenue in Dogtown, and check them out online at Felix's Dogtown. So I, back in my radio days, early in my radio days, I had met Matt Seebeck, who okay. obviously I'm sure your supporter of yep. section is well aware of. Um, he's the CXO for City. Uh, but at the time he was doing a blog, a sports blog, and it was called like, hey, jo- like Joe, average Joe sports or something. And I wanted to do sports on the point, but don't know much about multiple sports. I know what I know about soccer. I know what I know about basketball and pretty much outside of that. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> so I thought, I, you know, I can't talk about it. We don't have basketball or soccer here in St. Louis at the time. So I was like, well, I can't educate. I can't speak about this with any kind of education. So I started talking to Matt and tried to get him on my show. We didn't end up being able to work it out, um, but we stayed in touch always. And so when City, when it all came about, uh, I had been going to all the STLFC games. I've been playing recreationally at VETA two to three days a week for the last 10 years or something wow. like that. So I just knew I loved soccer, knows I uh, have a penchant for loving a microphone and enunciating my words. Um, so when he reached out and said, hey, we're looking for a PA announcer, like it starts in like two weeks for City 2. What are your thoughts? I said, absolutely. Let's jump in. Um, I had been lucky enough to be a part of the FX Council, which I'm not sure if you guys were aware of, but they put together a bunch of people from around the city previous to the actual date of uh, start. And as the city, as the stadium was being built, we got to kind of weigh in on issues like uh, making sure that we got a ton of beer behind the supporter section and bathrooms and that kind of thing. Um, we had people from all different communities, all races, all, all socioeconomical groups, and they really contributed. So it was cool to see a lot of the stuff that we talked about in these meetings pop up in like this, making sure we could swipe our card and leave right away, making sure that you could get food delivered to you or you could pick it up or that kind of thing was something. And I remember thinking like, I hadn't gone to too many professional soccer games outside of STLFC. I just 
didn't have the experience. And the guys were like, no one's going to want to leave their seat for beer during the game. And I was like, what do you mean? We leave during hockey games. Right. We leave during baseball games. I'm a Cardinal fan. I know. And they were like, look, Lux. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's different. different. <laughs> and and it's so I'm so glad that they listened to those voices right. because there's no way I'm leaving. There's no way I'm not leaving until halftime or after the game. And I'm there 90 minutes early every single time to get a seat. So like, I'm so glad that they have just been listening to their city from the moment one on how we wanted this to be, and it shows. Well, I, I remember whenever um, it, was, it was Seabeck and Gerard Kraft had done like a three-part YouTube yes. series. Yes, oh, it was on, so good. The, it was really good. You remember that, what they had, like, flavor, a taste on of there? Flavor, taste, flavor. Yeah, something along yep. those lines, right? <laughs> I love Gerard. And, yes. uh, and, uh, and they talk about, like, that same experience. We need people to be able to get this stuff quick, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I came into it, I mean, I've gone to, like, a thousand Cardinals games. I went to a lot of Rams games when they were here, right? I've gone to college basketball games and even some out-of-town NBA games yeah. and hockey, right? All these things. And I've never seen a stadium so um, technologically advanced, Dude, I suppose. Bonkers. I mean, it's crazy. Like, to be able to just say, I'm going to, we, we get down there early too. So it's like, I'm going to go on the app and I'm going to get my pregame meal yep. in and I'm, I'm good to go. Same. That app is absolutely brilliant. And they, they mentioned that from the get-go is that we're so lucky that we're this late in the game that all these other stadiums have worked out all the kinks. No, and we're point, about to yeah. just be able to sack up everything we want and make it happen. And they did. There was like not something, the Wi-Fi, I got there the first day. It sold out as I'll get out. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be posting on my Instagram. Boom. I'm hitting stories left and right. The Wi-Fi is crazy. The app is incredible. We get our own like little Spotify recap at the end of the year I'm like you guys I I'm obsessed with collecting those little patches oh, I'm like yeah, I know I work same. for the organization but I'm more hype about this than oh. anybody else I'm very nerdy I get about bummed it. when I see somebody else post theirs and I'm like where'd you get that one like I how'd you get that I, I hosted been... a watch party and forgot to get mine oh, and I'm still man. upset about it now yeah. <laughs> I'm like where's nope. my watch party badge yeah. you, you message them back so by the way I didn't get the badge, badge. from that so <laughs> they're gonna be like Lux you work over? here can you chill out yeah, like yeah no I agree I think it's great to see that they took like suggestion, actual suggestions yeah. rather than just like some, you know, wasted time meeting and stuff like that. But I also love I mean, it's kind of a problem like we talk about, but the app, the, the amount of food choices you have oh where I God. think that's another thing that sets us way apart from these other, yeah. you know, areas or these stadiums and stuff like that. Well, it's not just your typical like hot dog. Exactly. Stuff, and right? I love that they bring in like these local places. It's also not just like, I mean. Don't get me wrong; it would be sweet, but yeah. like in and out or yeah. something that it's but like. Well, that St. doesn't Louis. benefit. We love ourselves more than we love anything else. There's <laughs> nothing we love more than St. Louis. So for us to be like local restaurants in our local place, we're so St. Louis. Like it just makes me happier. It does. And also, I love that we're just feeding that economy. I understand yeah. that I might have to pay an extra two dollars to get a Soul Taco burrito, but I'm getting a Soul Taco burrito at City Park. Did Are you, you get a Soul Taco burrito? Okay, look, they popped in at the very end. I and know. David, Cho David Choi and I went to high school together. We're like good friends, and you. Was like, and I did not get one because I couldn't leave my section. Right. I, I, I have to find my spot and hold on to it for dear life in the North End, guys. It is it's a different world over there. Ooh, I, it is a different world. It really is. Yeah, I messed up. I uh, went there because I was all uh -huh. hyped on it. And instead of steak burrito, I hit the steak nachos, oh, which don't get so me wrong. Good. They were phenomenal. <laughs> but like when they handed them to me, like it took nah. me like a minute. And like I have anxiety with that. So uh -huh. I'm not the type to where I didn't get this. It's Thank I, you. I don't I care never, if it has anything on it, but yeah. I would so. absolutely eat it. I would never go back. I would never say anything. I'm right by Pie Guy, too. The amount of Pie yeah. Guy slices oh, Stan, I consume. South and Stan. South and Stan. My dad, South and Stan loves Pie Guy. Does he? I mean, that's his go-to. And you know what's funny is because he's not like, so he's 65 or 66 probably. Mm -hmm. And like he was, he peaked technologically <laughs> around like the T 
Tebow era yeah. and LimeWire burning mm-hmm. CDs, you know, like once that kind of went away, uh-huh. he's not really gotten into new tech. <laughs> so for him to be able to figure out that you can scan and then go and then take some, he doesn't really understand any of it but, but he, he didn't figure it out the first time <laughs> no but he's but he has <laughs> but he, figured but it he's out got that's it his go to the first time did he did he mess us up remember we went to he went to the first game they went to Steve's hot dogs oh, and oh. he figured out the but he didn't realize he had to take his receipt oh no but luckily for him He's the only person other than the five the five year old whose hot dog we think he took. Yeah, he stole he stole a hot dog. Is he's the only one who gets it plain. He doesn't want anything on it. What? He goes to so Steve's like, he just you go with the bacon bacon Jamaican. It's no question. Well he went up time. there and he's like, I got the plain hot dog and they're like, The the only one we sell? Yeah, yeah. like here <laughs> you, you go. And then we like Is this for the child? Where's yeah. the child yeah. around you? Well later on we heard a five year old going, Where's my hot dog? And we were like, I think Stan stole the hot dog. I love it. My dad comes to the games with me. A lot of the games, he's 72, which has been a little bit tricky again because, number one, the North End is standing only. Yeah. Um, And number two, in order to get a good spot, you got to get there early. So he puts in the work. The man Mm. puts in the work to get there early and do it. And I was actually lucky enough this year to take my mom. My parents come to every City 2 game. Like you said, I'm the PA announcer. And the City 2 games, not as many people come out to it. We didn't promote it. There wasn't a huge promotional push from the team necessarily. So I get it. It's slow catching on. But like, I was worried my mom wasn't going to get to see city park you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i was so lucky the very last uh in-season kansas city game josh yarrow gave me a pair of tickets so my parents could go together and like sit in actual seats and i could like pick her up and stuff like that so she didn't have to walk it was excellent getting to celebrate this with like your friends and your family is twice the fun of going by yourself that's another part about this is it's just you feel like family they feel like they 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 were like high five when people they never met having yeah. the greatest time how many people did we meet just throughout the area uh, like I mean, our section and rows over it was so cool it, was, it, it is like a big family and the other thing for me is like i i social anxiety like big crowds and everything like but when i was there you i didn't feel it like i was talking with the people behind us and it Dude, was you just were going like, to games by yourself yeah that was way out of my comfort zone but i you just That's feel amazing. comfortable there or there was something cool about like i brought my parents to the game and there was something yes. about like uh, they took us to games yes, when we were kids, and then being able to take too. them, it was just like something like special. And my mom's four foot eleven, who like standing oh, room in it. the south end, but like it was just weird hearing this like little boo coming from my left, and it's like <laughs> it's like what is that? It's like the it's sweetest like, little lady like, ever. Marie, what are you doing? And so she's like heckling the guy taking the yeah, corner, the corner, because that's <laughs> right. what we do there. And it was just like it's also wild. Like I get animated watching these games and being like, hey. The, if she wasn't here boy you'd hear it you should see my dad at the ambush games he's a menace really the last the first home game we went to the very first home game together and they just instituted a three referee rule they're only doing it for a few handful games of the beginning of the season to see if it helps Mm -hmm. because they did institute var um, but they're hoping that three refs would then nullify needing that as much you know as often being able to see more obviously if you guys have been to the family arena or seen arena soccer it's a very small field so having three people is tough and my dad was not having it um um, and he was he would stand up and be like number five because the rest were in numbers. He's like number five, call something. And I'm like ah, so glad I don't work for the organization anymore because I'm like yeah, get it, like yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll jump in now too. That's go. the best part is just getting to be a fan, it, whether I work for the organizations or not. Like again, the pandemic was lonely. Soccer is not. It's absolutely yeah. is not. Baseball, um, I can't. And this is no shade to baseball because the Cardinals are great and. We are the best fans in baseball. I absolutely believe that St. Louis brings out that trophy. Um, but it's not the same. No. You go with your friends, you go with, and you kind of stay to yourself and, and that kind of thing. And that's uh, football's a little bit more outgoing. Uh, definitely the XFL, the Battle Hawks. I made friends around me, and that's a rowdy bunch. But soccer's just so 
different. It I is. don't know how to explain it, but if anybody gets a chance to go, and the City 2 games are a, a smaller version. It's definitely a pipe-down version by far. Um, but if you get a chance to go to City Park just to see a game or to be in a soccer arena, do it. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting you bring up baseball. Like, And I've said a lot on this podcast. I grew up a baseball player, watched, loved baseball, loved the Cardinals, loved yeah. baseball, you know. I uh, always have. My dad's the same way. We were baseball guys, whereas Eric played soccer and grew up in a soccer family. My wife played soccer, and she's a, a soccer mm-hmm. you know, person. Her family's a soccer family, so I kind of married into it. So my sister married Eric, and so she kind of married into that soccer thing, and I did too. My dad, though, has just never really gotten it, and I didn't grow up a soccer fan. And I, I started watching the EPL probably a couple of years ago. That's like the extent of my, my soccer knowledge, right? I think during the pandemic was when you yeah, started. Yeah, I think, I think so. Well, when sports betting got became legal, you want to talk about yeah. vices? That's a vice for me. Uh-huh. And so, uh, and so, when sports betting, I, it's like I would get up early in the morning before the NFL started on Sundays, and I would watch, you know, English Premier League soccer, and I loved it, and it was great. I would bet on these games that I had no idea who the hell any of the players were. <laughs> I was so the confused, best way to bet. but it was, was so great. confused for a while because he'd text me Sunday morning and be like, "Who do you think? How do you do you think they'd score three goals?" And I'm like, "What are you yeah. talking? Why about? Why do you care about?" And then why finally, was, why are you up so yeah, early? Was like, man? Oh, you're, oh, you're but, don't get it. but he so so I I mean he he was adamant about getting season tickets and I'm like an experienced guy right and I'm like I will absolutely 100% get season tickets that sounds awesome I'll, and I would support St. Louis like badminton team right if there was <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter St. Louis loves St. Louis yeah yes. exactly right um, and so uh, like I trust me I still listen to country grammar yep. all the time you know so like I'm just I'm so St. Louis right and that's how I've always been and so I'm all about it let's get it so we get the deposits of like 10.05 or not even 10.05 probably like 10.01 is when we got our deposits you know we were in there as early as we possibly could uh, close to 10 o'clock whenever they went on on sale and uh, we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and we finally got the call in like July or August. Oh it was super late. We we thought we missed it. We yeah, were like, I mean, we were seeing buddies who were getting the call, yeah. and like taking that stadium tour, and we we're like, dude, we. I don't know. He was texting me every day because it was on my account, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know, know, man. man. I don't I don't know. Yeah, and so and the so wait. he ended up getting a few people that could come down for the for the uh, tour once we finally got the calls. So we're excited. We're gonna go check it out. We got our hard hats and everything. And my dad, South End Stan, who's not a soccer guy and never been a soccer guy at all, probably could count on one hand the amount of times he's ever even thought about the sport let yeah. alone watched it world cup maybe he ex- yeah i mean maybe and and so we go down the three of us uh and we know we're gonna get four tickets um for and, and we're looking around and found these in section 149 row two yep but the issue was is that we couldn't leave a single seat next to the four that we were gonna get for my wife his wife yeah. my sister and then the two of us and it didn't take much convincing but after we had done the tour and everything he just decided to well, grab one yeah he was like well because he realized we probably were gonna miss out yep. and so he was like he said like he was like well if you need me to get one i'll i'll get one and again he's st louis sports he and yeah. so it was funny though the second we hit except we found like three or four sections of four and i looked at him i was like do we tell him and he's like no he's like just we've Look, already done yeah, this we've already let's done go. It. yeah so that first game was not only nerve-wracking just for like the game but i'm also like thinking like, oh man, I hope Stan has fun because we dragged him into it. I see that social anxiety. I like saw that coming from a mile away. Like I hate it if I take somebody somewhere and they have a crap time. Like I was so concerned oh, my parents like, would have somewhere to sit. Would yeah. I be driving them there? Like I was nervous they weren't enjoying the game. Like that is the such It's like truth. when you play a song for somebody and yes. you're looking at them like, yeah, and they're like, please, ah, like, please ah, like this. Ah. Yeah, so yeah. how was it for him that first so, time? So it was crazy because obviously the game was amazing, yeah. right? And we're coming off a win in Austin. Mm-hmm. So the energy's already really high. I mean, and we went, we got 
down there really early and went to that block party. Yeah. Um, one of the things to go back to the technology, the line was so long to get into the stadium, but it took no time at all. It went so quick. That's I was blown away. Thing that I, it's I th- my favorite felt, part. Yeah, I never like felt like the line was long. So, so the only issue we had was is that we waited a long time at Steve's, but I mean, it was like first time, and that was one of the most you know popular places yeah. that was going to be in there, and then obviously he was good because he stole the little kids playing <laughs> hot dog. But after the he was so energized after the game. It's like my dad's a big... Um, He's also a big experience guy, but he's also, he still to this day is like, he records everything. Mm -hmm. All right. And so, and like, he's a guy that you would call up and like, he'll answer the phone and say, Hey, if you know anything about whatever game, don't tell me it's, it's Uh being recorded, you know? And I'm like, all right, dude, like (laughs) get off your BCR. So, but he was so into it. He was leaving and the energy was great. And we're walking to our car. And and at the time we we park now, we park in the city garage. We didn't even know about that at this point. We parked at um, Enterprise. Enterprise. So we're walking over there to it. And uh, and he just says, he's like, it was great. He's like, I'm going to go home and rewatch it. He's like, I'm so like, I'm so into it. I did the same thing. Yeah. And so did I. I. But I didn't expect for him. You know what I mean? I didn't think I would either. I've never rewatched a sporting event I went to. I might have watched one I recorded or my dad recorded, but I've never done that. I did it with every game. Yeah, we we did it too. I mean, it was just amazing. I did it quite a few times selfishly just to see if I could see us because I was like, we're pretty close. (laughs) I was like, maybe is that us? I definitely, we were behind the baby did you guys the baby yes. in the sport? Oh, of yes. course. The game one, we were directly behind the baby, oh, really? so I, f- I find myself quite often. Um, <laughs> I love to wear very strange things. So I have like the sequins hat that's like a soccer ball, so I can like find my. You know, I'm go. always looking for I myself. I told him next season bit. we need to get like Hyler jackets or yes. something like that. But yeah, when my kid was born, I was like, should we bring her and just like yep. get her? Depending on the Lion King. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I think it did. I, to your point, I think it brought a lot of people together, and I think I think that it brought a lot of people that weren't familiar with the sport it exposed them to it and they realized just how great of a sport it, it really can be and i mean i know the playoffs didn't like go according to plan perhaps but i, I don't know if you could have asked a whole lot more Dude, the season we had i can't i remember going to that first game being like well we oh we won okay all right we're at home this could be oh Oh, we're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is nice. You know, and, and every time we were just so surprised and people on the internet hate us. They hate St. Louis fans. Yeah. They, Always. They, we love ourselves so much and they don't love themselves. It's very bizarre. It, it just drives me crazy. But people were so angry about us being so excited. And we're like, guys, it's our first season. Like, oh, you guys lost in the playoffs. Did you see what just happened to us? Yeah, That's yeah. still insane. I mean, we broke all these kinds of records as far as ticket sales and and money raised for charities, and they did so much for the city. There's these new futsal fields that yeah, are popped up. Right. The City Futures Program, which I get to host um, their quarterly cups, are so incredible. And the kids that are getting to play soccer who wouldn't have had the opportunity exactly. otherwise. Think about all the people, like the games where we had a Battlehawks game and a Blues game or a Cardinals game at the same time. Yeah. Like the businesses and the hotels downtown just making money less left and right like what carol kindle and her family has done for the city and for the businesses around town like that's cyborgs there i f- thought for a while they'd crumble at some point because everything else started to crumble I around think them Maggie and o'brien's was going yeah. to go out of business and now look at that bad boy oh, no. it's a gold mine it's gorgeous it looks beautiful they're making money the pitch is awesome i mean it's just bolstered our economy too which is always great i just can't say enough good stuff about it i think that's why we're all here even you know Hey, if you're a coffee lover like me, then you've got to try some of the best local coffee there is from Postal Coffee. Will over at Postal Coffee is super passionate about his roasting process, and it really shows in every bag. 
Every small batch is made to order from small visited sustainable farms, so you really get that great flavor and get that care in every order. Also, 20% of all profit goes to veteran suicide prevention. So not only are you getting a great tasting product, but you're supporting a great cause as well. And if you use the code SOUTHEND at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your entire first order. Nothing goes better to start your day than a new episode of South End Supporters and a cup of Postal Coffee. So check them out on their Instagram at Postal Coffee Co. and check out their website at PostalCoffeeCo.com. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me being a soccer fan, it was always this also like trying to explain it to some people. And then it's totally different getting to see it live. Like I've explained, oh, watch the game and it just doesn't click with them. Yeah. But there's something about, and I think that was the big thing with Stan that night, like 15 minutes in, he was like, this is worth the season yes. deposit yeah, right yes. here. <laughs> and we were, I was like, that's good. Yeah, this is a lot. All right, so good. You. You're into it. And like, it was funny because when we took the tour, I was kind of explaining to them, I was like, well, that's the supporter section. They're going to stand the whole game. And like, to me, that, that yeah. was my jam. But I'm thinking to them, like, I don't know if that is going to be their jam. And so I remember like when we got there and everybody stood up when that red out went out and we were all like hyped and everything and we're all standing. And then I remember that and no one like, sat down for the look, rest of the season. Like Stan's looking over and he's like, when do we sit down? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm not going to be the oh, first Stan. to sit down. And then it just became this deal to where it was like, oh, this is every game. We're, like, just, we're it's all almost, standing. And then you became that regular to where you're like, oh, this must be their first game. Yeah. We're why is it down over like, here? <laughs> I can probably count on. And this is for real. Like, and I, I think I might have missed like four or five home games. I, I, I think, feel like I could probably count on like one, maybe two hands, the amount of minutes. And this includes pre and halftime, right? Pre-game and halftime. Yep. How many minutes I've sat in that seat. Like, I don't, I, I, gotta I say, never sit. It does make me feel better because it, it's rough over there with the no ability to sit. Our, our chairs are literally locked in place. You yeah. cannot even sit on them if you wanted to. And sometimes I get tired. And I think to myself, well, I paid probably half of what they paid. Maybe even a little less. I feel like, and nobody, this isn't a shock to anybody, but a season supporter ticket for season is $400 for one oh, so i think yeah. i spent i got two tickets 800 bucks it's way cheaper than what you guys have it's cheaper we're, we're but i do have to get there i gotta get there 90 minutes early and yeah, i can't ever true. i can't ever sit i can't bring my mom i can't bring my dad i gotta bring a friend who's young and <laughs> likes to stand i guess but it does make me feel better that you guys aren't sitting too you guys are taking the leg pain for the team i the thing is though is like locking them knees I'd probably annoy the people behind me anyway because I'd be standing the whole game anyway. Yeah. Like I'm not like just a sit yeah. down no. type of person yeah. anyway. But it then it moves too fast. For I think that the too. other thing is like that. In credit to City on this, like I I don't even think about it when I'm standing the whole time. Like it's just I pure, pure entertainment. What I feel oh, yeah. bad about, what I feel bad about, not not I don't know if bad's the word for it, but I kind of feel uncomfortable. And this maybe is my I'm not really it's like a social anxiety person, but maybe this is gonna gonna kind of get into that. But um, I would when during the cup games. When you would see, especially the the U.S. Open Cup, they played uh, U.S. Omaha, U.S. Omaha, right? And a lot of people sold their tickets or didn't pick up tickets, mm -hmm. I guess, for that. And I went, I took my kids, and I'm like, there's a bunch of people that aren't familiar with how things work around there, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like. And like they're sitting down, and I'm like, we don't really do that. I don't yeah, know what to yeah. do, you know. And you don't because you're in front of them. You don't really like. Know. I'm so sorry, but this is actually yeah. more yeah. the norm. It's weird. Those um, the United States games, United States men's and women's. I went to both of those, and again in that North End supporter section, we have the St. Luligans who have these incredible chants, and a lot of them also double as uh, American Outlaws, mm -hmm. and so they're part of that supporters group. So they'd get the cheers going, but there'd be a lot of people sitting, and a lot of kids, a lot of families. So they're not familiar with the chants. Oh, because the seats. Were were down for that yeah, yeah so so we could all sit so it was uh you know they'd be like why is no one cheering and i'm like because everyone around us is 11 and they're yeah. sitting next yeah. to their parents you know i don't know 
exactly. these people don't normally come to all the games the way that we do. They got these seats, you know. Yeah. But still incredible. I mean, soccer in St. Louis, you played your whole life. I think it's the first sport most kids can start out at. Yeah. I remember not being able to. Well, I was born in the 80s, so it was, they weren't allowed to play basketball because uh, they were afraid the ball would bop on our heads oh, really? and hurt oh, us. Really? So it was more you could play with soccer. I'm like, still can hit you, but yeah. I, get, I get it. I guess yeah. we're not throwing it in the air yeah. sort of thing. But I feel like soccer is such a ubiquitous like first sport t-ball you can do t-ball but like everyone's kicking t-ball is so boring like (laughs) again i grew up playing i played baseball my whole life and um my son he does play now but i mean he he also plays football basketball and he wrestles and baseball i think is a distant fourth for Mm -hmm. him and t-ball i almost as a as a baseball like a lover of the game I almost didn't even want him to play t-ball because I was like, I feel like that could turn him off. Yeah. Whereas soccer, I mean, he's running around kicking a ball. Like that's the best thing for a little kid. It's a little, we call it the beehive because it's just when one the ball yes. kind of shift Magnet all over the ball, field. They yeah, follow I mean, it. yeah, <laughs> it's I, constant running for them. I found a little work in coaching. I coach for the St. Louis Steamers. I don't know if you're familiar with the Steamers Soccer Club. Obviously, they were the MISL name back in the day for indoor soccer. But um, Jason Glover, Caden Glover from City's uh, father, okay. runs the program. Um, we actually, I coach here in Columbia, Illinois, which I think is somewhere around here. Yeah, down 255 from yeah. here. Yep. So I'm like, uh, I yeah. come out to Illinois occasionally for that. But seeing these kids and getting to really, we do fundamentals. It's, I'm not, we're not Scott Gallagher. Um, when we do send kids up like that, but it's just about getting fun. The kids are four, five, and six. I have the young kids. And we're just out there kicking the ball and learning and teamwork, and it is awesome. I did not know I wanted to work with kids until I started doing it. Now I absolutely love it. I have no kids of my own, but my mom was a teacher, so I always thought maybe. But I've just really enjoyed it. And again, it just ingrains me more in the soccer community, and I get to meet more people that I see at the games. I get to see the kids from City Futures at the games, and all of them are fans of the Ambush, too, so I see them out there, which is really nice. A lot of the Ambush players, most of them are coaches as well. Oh, really? I think three ambush players coach with me at Steamers. Some are with Stars or Scott Gallagher or Lou Fuse. So it's really cool because the MLS players don't necessarily all live here and they don't necessarily have the time to devote to that kind of thing. Whereas mm. MASL only being four or five months out of the year, that gives them a lot of time to do so. It's very cool to see the kids being coached by people who are playing professionally. And I think that cities that have an MASL team have an advantage in that way that if you're from St. Louis or Kansas City, if you're playing in a recreational or like you're playing in a children's league of some sort, um, whether it's Slisa or otherwise, you actually have a professional player as your coach, which is very cool. Yeah, that is cool. Did you grow up going to, you, you talk a lot about the ambush. Uh, did you grow up going to ambush games when you were younger? I did. I did. I went into uh, ambush and I went to a steamers game yeah. when I was little. I just loved soccer. My brother played. I wanted, he's five years older than me, so I wanted to be everything that he was. Of course. So if he was playing soccer, I had to play soccer. Um, somewhere in middle school, um, my parents made me choose. I was playing soccer and basketball at high levels, and my dad coached my basketball team, so I chose basketball. Mm. And I was the captain of the varsity team at Parkway Central High School oh, when I was go. a junior. That was one of my questions is where you went to high school Parkway at. Parkway Central. So. I was a Colt. <laughs> um, but I went to my junior year. And true to form, the same way I would leave radio after 15 years, I was the captain of the varsity team. And I was like, we're not going to win state. So my senior year, I'm like, let's do palms. I literally quit basketball wow. and did palms. I just, every once in a while, I'll get the... The ADD kicks yeah, in. I, got, I just got to go. I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe I did anything squirrel. for 15 years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A squirrel, duck, anything. They're all there. They're all running, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I love indoor soccer. I mean, you guys have seen it now, but for anybody who is a St. Louis City SC fan and has not checked out the MASL, Major Arena Soccer League, it is fast-paced. It is crazy. One of the games the other night was like 22 to 5. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being in an arena and seeing that many goals? Like, the goals, alarms are going off, and everyone's cheering, and it's like absolute crazy. 
craziness. And, um, you, you know, you see a blue card go up, and that means somebody's leaving the field for two minutes. And it's a power play, which Going you don't see. Going into a penalty see. box. Yeah, yeah, baby, sit in that box, yeah. sit down. And then they're power playing it out with one less player, and it's so exciting. Um, it just, the ball obviously stays in. Yeah. Not a lot of out of bounds unless they pop it out, and most of them are trying to really keep it in. So it just goes so quickly. There's uh, four quarters. So that's really fun. I like that. Um, so if anybody, I definitely say the MASL is super fun. You can watch it for free on Twitch, which is nice. Yeah. But um, we do have a lot of really exceptional players here from St. Louis to play on that team, too, which is cool. Um, I think Louis Perez, Miguel Perez's little brother, just got signed to the M2, the Ambush 2 League, which is very exciting. He scored his first goal in their first game this very weekend. Cool. So to see the family connection there is always nice. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I, soccer year-round now in St. Louis is just exceptional. You go from outdoors, go bring your kids indoor. And then again, when it gets spring again, I mean, MASL it ends in like April. So it really kind of coincides just at the same time that MLS pops off. So Yeah, I think it's it's cool having that year-round option. And like you said, both are very family-friendly for the kids. And I think it is going to help continue to grow the sport in St. Louis, which I think is amazing. I saw a video the other day of a kid on social media. Uh, it's also, I think one of my favorite things now is they have a name to put to inspire yes. to be. It was a kid who was playing goalie, and he said he made a save, and his mom said he came off, and he was like, I felt like Berkey. Oh, and, like, yeah. that's just so cool now yes. that they have, like, a name. Yeah. Or, like, a... Which we've been doing I, in other sports for years. Exactly. You know what I mean? You know? Like, I, I used to pretend to be Ozzie Smith when yes. I was a little kid, right? So, like, it's cool that I they had that I think about that. Now they can literally go out there and embody these people that they've watched. That's so cool. Trust me, I do it when I play indoor. I'm like, yeah, I can do yeah. this just like Lubin. No big deal. It's and funny then. you say that. If You guys are obviously City fans, so you're fans of Joey Zanaboni, Y98's mm. uh, yeah. colorful play-by-play analyst. He has been the play-by-play analyst for the St. Louis Ambush for a number of years, so I've gotten to work with him, which is awesome. And I believe it was either him or Matt Rocchio, who's the other, it was the co-host. Uh, one of them called Paolo Nascimento, the goalie for the Ambush, who is one of the best goalies in the league, hands down. Hands down, one of the best goalies in the league. I think he's 33 years old. Uh, absolutely just exceptional. And they called him the indoor version of Berkey. Ah, like, okay. It was that during the Kansas City game, I think they called it. And I was like, oh, that is that's cool. huge, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, he Joe, deserves it. But Joey's going to be on the show next week, yes. actually. We'll, we'll have Joey yes. on. So we recorded an episode with him last week that'll oh, air. He's so good. That'll air next week. I mean, he's a fascinating guy. Like, is he? He had, he had just came back from Dubai doing uh, Baseball United over I there. loved watching his social media, seeing oh him all dressed God. up. I, nobody else would experience that. I mean, like, you can just experience things through Joey. That's why he's such a great <laughs> color commentary. You feel like you're literally sitting next to him and his socials are like that too i was like you're literally in dubai he's posting all these photos yeah. i'm like that's crazy the first question i asked him was like uh, did you ever in a million years think that you would be sitting next to nick swisher who was the, the color guy calling pablo sandoval a six-run home run <laughs> in dubai at a baseball game no <laughs> it's like no but it's just that's the randomness that i like you know and so Super good guy, and, and again, a fascinating, a fascinating interview. Just uh, really enjoyed talking to him. Now I gotta know: Did you take inspiration from his like goal call celebrations for your in-game uh, city two goal celebration? It is funny you say that, and I, I, I had maybe three or four games into city two. I thought I'd been doing an all right job. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was coming across excited, jubilant. Um, and Caden Glover's father, Jason, is one of my bosses, and he told me that uh, it did not sound excited, and I was hurt. It like, oh. went straight to the heart, Ooh. and I was like, no. Nah. And then my dad sent me a video, and sure as shit, I sounded not at all excited. There was not an ounce of excitement in my voice, <laughs> and I was bummed. I was like, look, this I'm a professional microphone yeah. worker. This is what I do. So I was like in the shower working on it, and I thought to myself, if I could just bring a little bit of Joey to it, just like little, 
a little, a little bit, bit of Joey. A little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey is a lot of bit, and it works for Joey. Right. I don't know if a lot of Lux is anything anybody really needs. <laughs> it would be needs, hard for anybody else to pull yeah. off. That's what I'm saying. Look, he's a genius and a mastermind, um, but I would not. But I did go home and think to myself, how do I read you this? And I was like, in the shower, like a total nerd. I feel so bad because I live in an apartment on the bottom floor. Honestly, I'm, I'm sure the people it, above <laughs> me were like, what the? F-? If you would have brought here, that Joey energy, they would have been calling the cops for, on yeah, For yeah, real, yeah. but it did. And honestly, it was funny. I saw uh, Jason afterwards when I called Caden scoring. I think he scored two goals in one of the last games and being like, well, your son gave me a lot of practice. And how did I do? And he was like, oh, he did so great now. And I do feel much better about it. But that's it's something that you hear yourself out there, but you don't really hear yourself until you hear yourself back. And in the radio, you could just record yourself and listen to yourself. But right. Not the same when I'm in the box and yeah. hearing myself. Um, and again, different from City 2, the amount of people in the or City 1, the amount of people who go to the games, mm-hmm. we had... On a low end, a thousand. On a high end, I think we had nine thousand, and that was the record, record for City yep. Two or yeah, for they, um, MLS. They two opened or, up the north and south end. Yeah, for that, that one. was yeah. Cool. it. Was so awesome. Oh, I loved it whenever the supporter sections came. STL Santos, they're just the sweetest, and they came to tons of games and were cheering and chanting with the flags and stuff. And we didn't get a ton of like that kind of action for City Two because a lot of the times it was the day after the game. Right. So they just did yeah. that all the day before, yeah. and then being like, "Hey, come back at three o'clock and do it all over again." You know what I mean? It's a lot to ask. So it was really cool when we did have people show up. Do you get nervous, like with like the name pronunciations I and do. stuff like? Because like I know me and him, there's a lot of times there's one Dude, we, is we, it an MLS website yeah. where it like breaks down phonetically like how to say it, and then the second that name comes up when I'm doing we're doing the podcast, it goes out the window, and I'm just like, yeah, and gibbet. It's gonna cough over it a little bit. It is the number one fear I have. It is my number one stress and anxiety because, especially with the city two, it's not the same lineup. Like with City One, you know you're getting sure, Stroud, yeah. you know you're getting yeah. so you're like, oh, I've said these names before. But with the second team, they could just sign an academy player that day yeah. who's not on the website, who doesn't have a pronunciation guide, and they also don't have to give you their lineup until 50 minutes before the game, mm. which is generally when I'm doing my announcements. Oh. You know, free City Wi-Fi powered yeah, yeah. by. You know what I mean? I'm doing that kind of stuff, so I literally get that and as quick as possible put it in, and then of course, if the team has sent me notes, awesome. Sometimes. They have not, mm-hmm. or that I'm trying to find somebody from their team. Can we get somebody to come? Because the names, there's just names that are just consonants, like literally not a vowel in sight, just a ton of consonants. <laughs> and I'm going, these players work so hard. They deserve yeah, they to be, hear, they yeah. deserve it. And I, I will go down. This is the most embarrassing thing, but I feel like if you get it out of the way once, then it'll never happen again. Um, but the very first goal of this season for us was Mackay Joyner. And they had it written more like Mickey. And then they ended up on my sheet for some reason changed the capitalization to MY capital K. So I don't know if it's supposed to be that way, but I was like, Mickey Joyner. And I got done and I was like, is that Makai? In my brain, I was like, that's probably Makai. Now I've coached with him since and been like, bro, really I am sorry so about that. sorry about that. <laughs> First goal of the season, his yeah. probably his first ever. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, who the hell is Mickey? Yeah. That's not me. <laughs> but I thought to myself, well, got it out of the way. And I had no problems the rest of the season. I'm really thankful for the live experience. My producers, they are incredible. They're running around trying to help me get that all situated and stuff. Um, so I'm really lucky to have an awesome team to help because sometimes it really comes down to the wire. And I, I can't find anybody to pronounce it. And I go, well, I'm taking the best guess. And if you guys wanted me to say this correctly... You would have said something, sent something. I like. I'm looking them up online, yeah. just trying to oh, look yeah. these people up. I can never find them. They haven't. You know, they're just newly signed, or it's tough. It is. It absolutely the only fear that I have when I'm up there is <laughs> making sure I say their names correctly. Not our team. I know our team, but the other teams. Oh yeah, tough. that's where I. W- I mean, there's players that I do know. 
like I've seen them in the league, like Vea, and it was always like, oh, is it Vea, Vea, Vea? Like, there's so many pronunciations that you go off of it, and then when it's such a popular player, the last thing you want is somebody like listening back and being like, dude, this guy doesn't know. I know. And every time, it doesn't even matter if you said their name right a hundred times, you'll open your mouth on a microphone and you'll say it wrong because you're just human. Oh, (laughs) that's like the bottom line to it all. You're just human. But Younga from LAFC, that name's gonna drive me nuts because every time I can't get it down. That's a tough name. No, that that, that's an interesting point. Like I, I did a little play by play back in the day but the mostly american names of mm-hmm. course you know but even then like you get one that's kind of tricky right especially last names like and they're the coolest names too I i'm know. always so, je- I'm so jealous you guys know me everyone calls me lux but my parents named me ashley which was the number one name of 1983 so <laughs> i just really like i hear all these cool names and i'm like that's so awesome but then when i'm actually announcing a goal i'm like oh my gosh john smith yes thank your parents <laughs> <Yes>. for me <laughs> uh look you talk about going into the stadium and 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 transitioning kind of back to like as a fan going into the North end and uh, you know, some of the experiences, first of all, were you at all the city games? You said you had one watch party. I think I missed two of the games total. I was out of town. Um, I worked for the soccer tournament, which took place in North Carolina, Cary, North Carolina in the beginning of June. Okay. That was that million dollar yeah. soccer tournament. And I missed the seven a game. on seven. Yeah. So yeah. I had to miss a game for that. And then I ended up missing one more game uh, due to being out of town. So I think I missed two this season. So of all the games you were at, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the moments that stand out to you as like, these were the ones that made it all worth it? Um, the TIFOs. Gotta say the TIFOs are absolutely incredible. Didn't know what that was until the yeah. first game, until it rolled over me and oh, I was so underneath it, under it? Yeah. underneath it, just pounding. I have no idea what it looks like on the outside. Absolutely none but I was thrilled about it. So every time we got to do a TIFO, that was so cool. Learning the chants, um, especially trying to learn the Spanish one since I don't know Spanish. That was really fun. Um, I loved getting to bring, I brought different people. I brought two tickets, um, knowing full well that I probably wouldn't want to go to all of them by myself. Right. So I took a rotating cast of people. It took a bunch of people who love soccer, some who'd never been or never seen soccer before. And I actually got to take uh, one of my friends who passed away like maybe two weeks after we went to the game together. So for me, having that last moment with him, yeah. um, and he took pictures of photography, took pictures of the sky and of our flags and stuff. So just getting to share it with different people I think is is really what I'll always take home and again the, the art the TIFOs the supporters and it wasn't just us like we could see you guys across like it's not just us we know the South End is there we can hear you guys we know you know the chance like by the I think by the fourth or fifth home game the entire stadium was saying the chance like right. you could hear it all the way out oh, in yeah. Clayton I'm positive <laughs> so the TIFOs are cool we had a, obviously a great view of them uh, I missed I'm so the, jealous you guys got to see what they actually like I'm yeah, underneath something yeah. I'm like I have no idea yeah. what this is and I'm like online waiting for somebody to yeah. post it so I was over there one time I uh, I went to was it Padrino's is that the taco yeah, place that's in yeah. there okay which was awesome by the way and I go up and I this was the Kansas City game I think yeah, because it was the uh, with the, the witch with the witch yes. and the monkey and the monkey. Yeah, and I was like, I just wanted to see. I knew they were going to do something. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm waiting in line for tacos, and like they're kind of taking a while, and I'm getting frustrated, and so I just kind of pop out, and uh, the stadium lights had all come down, but all like the exit lights were still yes. on. And the photo that I think he took, and maybe it was on the website as well, uh, you can see the TIFO and everybody's all celebrating. And then there's just me. One one guy. One guy. Just, in, it, just standing there amazing. like looking. I'm like, where is this? And since at? the lights are like illuminating the yeah. exit, it looks like it's like, oh, notice the TIFO. But, but also, like, check out this glow. guy. And you're just like looking <laughs> yeah, right. up like, ah. And it's just him poking around the corner like, what's all going on? Yeah. There? That's like, a printer right there. I like, know, you know what I mean? It's like, one of my favorite pictures of the year for yeah, sure. And it's not even, the TIFO is great. Don't get me wrong. But him peeking out. It's just, it's just I, I texted him. I was like, I circled this. I was like, 
you knew who this guy is? Because <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> he was like, you where are you at, dude? You're going to miss it. I'm like, like oh, I'm in oh, it. I'm in like, it. Oh, Trust I'm me. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> and then I'm explaining it to him because he's like, what was it? And I'm coming back and I'm explaining it. And each part, he's like, they had monkeys. <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, and the witch, he's like, the witch, the witch was witch. It's like, <laughs> like everything I kept going down. Dude, was I was like, underneath, I think, I don't know if it was, it must, must have been that one because they had the players and they're, they're, those pictures they had those five pictures too yeah, of yeah. like the um polaroids mm-hmm. i was underneath scary jerry and i <laughs> took a gif of it like wobbling and he looks all scary and crazy and matt seba dms me immediately do you own this gift did you make this i'm like yeah this is crazy they you could be underneath it and you could still see if someone which is so cool but the people who work on those and like make those and watching like the kids who have never seen it before or people who come in and i'm like oh we've got a couple spots here but you have to do the tifo They're like what is this and then right. watching them do it for the first time priceless yeah that's really great. do that's you go to the same spot in the north end every time um, or do you no i like to move around okay. i like to move around i it if it's raining i try and get up top sure i'm definitely trying to get over the. there's no no buts about it but i do prefer to be either down uh, as close to the field or up as far up if you get in the middle that is where the flags yeah. will block your view and i did the last game a woman came over to one of the guys who's I mean, he's sweating. Those things are heavy. I can't imagine and how they tiring stop. that is. They never stop. No. And they're so tired. And the woman came around and she came down. And she said, I'm really sorry, but could you lift it up just a few more inches? And he won't even like look at her. He's obviously like, no, man, this is not happening. And I say, I'm really sorry. I'm sure he's trying his best. And she's like, well, I, it's these are our normal seats. Not a thing. It's a sit wherever. Uh, These are normal seats. And normally he holds it up a little bit higher and we can see. But today we just can't. And I was like, I'm so sorry. But like even on the door, it says like you might end up being behind the flags. But like if this man can't lift this another inch, I'm really sorry. Like (laughs) he's just doing his thing. He's sweating. 60 minutes. in, And that brings the environment. It's so cool. And you watch him at home. The flags are they're constantly going. And in order for that to happen, a man and a woman has to be making the flag happen. So just. Don't hassle him, man. Did, did, Don't you hassle go, him. did you go to Club America, the Club America game? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. my God! So that's uh, we said on the on the show. That's the hottest sporting event I've ever been a it part of. It was crazy. Those guys were still fl- flying flags. I saw like uh, Santos had the mask on. Like, oh, they were dressed geez. up. And when like, I saw them coming in with those, I was like, I'm in a tank top and shorts, and I literally my legs are stuck to my arms oh, are stuck to, and I'm like, God. they how? ran out of ice in the stadium. <laughs> It was so miserable. That was fun about soccer. We got all the seasons. We really got all the seasons. You started in November. You got that freezing cold Leverkusen going all the way to the super hot and then back again to like that beautiful fall. (laughs) Like we got it all. So we had a question on our podcast that we asked people, do you prefer hot or like, so we had the 20 below game or whatever, or do you prefer like that Club America 107? What's your like? It's tough because I feel like I can warm myself up better. By like adding the those little hot pads mm-hmm. and warms and stuff, like I cannot get naked at the stadium. Right. There's a certain amount of of like uh, yeah. you know pulled my clothes off to where it's inappropriate. Well, then you wouldn't be in city colors. You know what I mean? Anymore, also true. Not, you're not gonna be able. <laughs> you know to what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to yeah, be appropriate yeah, yeah. here. We and can I also get somewhat naked theme. in the south. I'm sure that's what yeah. 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 Paint, yeah. Paint the chest and whatnot, yeah. maybe. I oh, but it's so fun when it's hot because like the guys just the sweat and everyone's crazy. I think I'm gonna go hot, even though I feel like I can definitely yeah, bundle myself psychopaths. up. I just feel like I like the that cold, summer atmosphere. Terrible. The cold hurts. It, it does just hurt. like bundle don't, up. Don't get I feel me like wrong. The ball hits off them, and I feel like it hurts that. Like oh, I just, although you, the field is heated, I learned that. What? Yeah, I learned I that the know, field you know was that? heated. They, they've been doing that now, like with a lot, because if it snows, like you, yeah. the, you can't really like. I just, just learned that this it. year. It takes a while, so it's underneath there and everything like that. My favorite part of the city two games was watching people avoid the sprinklers because they don't know, and it's not city two is just not as you know what I mean. Not, the production's not as huge, yeah. so we don't have people in the field. So those things are just going as they're supposed to. And watching like the other team come out to warm up and those things just spraying them. Actually, every single uh, 
M2, I guess, team that came through, um, every single one came out with cell phones like this. Oh, cool. And taking photos and videos. And I have to imagine because in the um, MLS Next Pro 2, majority of the teams do not play in their big stadium. They usually play somewhere oh, nearby or at a college. Okay. So for all of these teams to walk in and play at City Park was so cool. And they were all like selfieing and taking photos. And I just loved that the other teams were as impressed by our stadium as we are because I'm up there every single game. Look at my view from my <laughs> office. This doesn't suck. You know, yes. that kind of thing. And to see them do that too. And as a awesome. St. Louisan, you're loving that. You know what you're I feeling mean? feeling so much civic oh, yeah. pride Dude, at this point. I'm having emos. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Spuds McKenzie's down the door. You know what I mean? Speaking, speaking of emos, uh, and I think I saw you post this yeah. on, uh, on, but like a lot of food. We talked about Love it, right? It. Obviously, emos not in there, but you definitely can get pizza. You can definitely get toasted mm-hmm. ravioli. We talked about Padrino's. We even mentioned Steve's on here earlier. Big part of this show is the experience, and food is certainly part of the experience. What's what's your go-to? Um, we talked about uh, the pizza, so obviously that. Um, Antonino's with the toasted ravs, obviously. The Block's got a great burger. It's up top second yep. uh, floor, which is really, really good. Soul Taco's never going to be a bad time. I'm a huge Steve's fan, but you got to get the bacon, bacon, Jamaican. We got to talk Stan into testing it out at least, maybe. <laughs> you know, and he likes bacon. You know what I like to do with him is that I'll because he's like he's like he doesn't like to try new things. But I'll be like, like Stan, do you like bacon? Yeah. yeah. Do you like hot dogs? Yeah. yeah. Whatever else is on it, yeah. right? Peppers. So like pe- good. Right. so it's like he likes all the stuff in it. Like sushi for the yeah. longest time, we wouldn't try it. Like you like you like you like seafood, right? Yeah. You like rice? Okay. Yeah. I, know, I know what you're doing, bud. He's got on to it. So I'll, we got to try that. Did you guys do on your side? You guys have the farm truck, right? Do you guys do that barbecue? Like the it's Brisket mac, and, mac cheese. and cheese. I haven't tried it yet, but, but that's every not. I got that the day that it rained and we right were all. Us, isn't it? Is it close to you? It's on your truck. side. No, I think. but they or have a they have a separate. Oh, they have the farm mac brisket too, right? and brisket mac and cheese. Do they sell brisket mac and it's cheese in the, the actual farm cup? Farm cup? I yeah. know that, but they have the oh, other. In the, they have another stand on the east. Yeah, I think it's like farm so, mac or farm truck know. mac yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just specifically. Oh, I the don't mac. know about that. I do. I, I do remember it. having to walk all the way to your side, and I did it the one game that we it got rained out, and we were all shoved in the bathrooms. Do you remember when the tornado weather came? Were you guys there for that? Was that Cincinnati? <laughs> he went yeah. down by himself for that. I sold my tickets. I I went to the game early, obviously. Yeah. Uh, got my food as prepared. It's my pre meal. Of course. You know what yeah, I mean. This isn't your first rodeo. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I'm fully eating my food, and they're like, "Okay, we all need to." go into the bathrooms and I'm like first of all this is very gross I don't want to take my food in the bathroom but they shove a bunch of people in the bathrooms who've been drunk at the tailgate all day and we're all stuck <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom and of course there's somebody who's like I actually need to go and we're all like oh please don't please don't yeah. we're all in here well, stuck that was in here. why I chose the stairwell I went home I went home before that game so I went to the game technically I was there but the anxiety of that too much good news there's a good seat from at home because Apple TV is actually pretty great when it works. Oh, yeah, yeah. agree when it works. Yes. When it works, <laughs> exactly. it is awesome. And I love having everything on demand. I like my little clips and being able to do my things, listening to the radio version with Joey. I can watch that. Yeah. But I, well, I, I literally I went, down, do that. I went down to the game and got totally anxious and went home. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I didn't know you could do the uh, radio thing while it's you're so watching cool. it and, and until uh, towards the end of the season. So that, that'll be something I do next year for sure. Yeah. Farm Truck is great. So Farm Truck is that we talked a lot about. This is probably our our go to. That might be the best one that we've had. Mm-hmm. The issue that we have with Farm Truck is that the location of it causes because oh, yeah. it's so good. It's a it cluster causes, back it there. It is a cluster. Like I 
so we t- you said at the very beginning it's, like they, it's right by like the shop too isn't it I so know. it's like and people the bathroom. Sh- and, and the bathroom bathroom right there and there's a bar by like an actual yeah. just a bar that's right there also so like they need a better spot of, for that. Uh, yes i know <laughs> we, of, of the we, we i think you've done a few comment cards where we're trying to get that moved i think that's going to be our campaign for 2024 relocate farm truck just a little just, bit just, just a little stay bit. on the south end it is so good and it's hey, so I'll popular to take them on the north end man i will gladly take it yeah. on the north end if you guys want to send we can work out a trade or something well, <laughs> we'll trade we'll trade you guys for I'll pipe the ta- and pizza place yeah i'll tacos. send you pandrina okay but we can't have it in the same spot that's the no, issue it's, it's that it's same spot moved. like the concourse just isn't big enough that's the one not in that section for sure right behind our section yeah so it's always like the biggest issue I have is everybody is like Bob, Sam, and then they think mm-hmm. they can talk there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I just no, we got my seats, no, man. man. Somebody needs to use the restroom. Get out of the yeah. way. And yeah. I get the anxious bladder before game. So I'm like, I yep. gotta go. Yep. Well, then by the time I stand there and wait there, it's uh-huh. like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, go again. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I, yeah. Just it, a we are bit we are on this way. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit far. Just a little bit. Lux, what what else you have going on right now? Well, I am. I, I mentioned the TST tournament. I'm really excited. I got asked to come back for the second year. I do social media for Newtown Pride, which is a team out of Newtown, Connecticut. Sandy Hook um, oh, okay. is a little tiny team made of indoor soccer players. Most of my friends, uh, three being from the St. Louis ambush, uh, Will Eske, Marcel Berry, and Paolo Naziamento. Um, lots of players from the other teams. Um, I went up to North Carolina. We had no expectations. I mean, these teams are huge. You're looking at Wrexham. You're looking at West Ham. You're looking at the U.S. women. You're looking... And Como, at Zala, these huge names. Um, and then here you have Newtown Pride. We were such a small team that they didn't even invite us to media day. They had these media days where they interviewed um, all sorts of people. There was a, God, there was a TikTok star who played on BVB uh, Dortmund. God, I cannot think of what his name was. There was like a t- so they put him up there a bunch. I think you're, I can see your brain working. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, but I can't think of it. This is, is going to kill me now because one of our players punched him and got a red card and it ended up huh. taking us to the finals. So it's going to drive me nuts to think about his name. That's one way to um, remember. But yeah, <laughs> but it was such a small team that they didn't invite us to any of the press days. And in fact, um, none of our the first couple games, um, it was double elimination. So we lost our first game and we never lost again until they, my team won the entire I'll tournament. I say, you won the whole thing. Million dollars. Amazing. I think they each got like 20 some K or something, which for seven games in four days is uh, pretty, good. pretty decent, yeah. pretty decent chunk. Um, but it was so weird because like the majority of their games, the first games were all on like YouTube and everybody else was on uh, Peacock. So these games are still on Peacock. You can go watch these right now. They are incredibly entertaining. I watched them a million times because 7v7 Outdoor is crazy. And they also added um, the target goal for the end. So you couldn't win unless you hit the target score. So if it's a 2 to 1, Newtown's winning. End of the goal, uh, the target is going to be 3. Newtown Pride has to hit one. That other team has to go to three to win. And every two minutes, they remove a player. Oh, so wow. people were getting down to two v two. Oh, yeah. One player on the field, one goalie. In and the same size field? Yes. Every, exhausting. So people were crowding around. And the games, it was like being at Lollapalooza for soccer. Yeah. You turn around, there's another field, and there's more famous players here. You turn around here, there's more famous players playing over here. It was absolutely incredible. But it's so funny to see that Newtown Pride just pops up out of nowhere, like kind of in like the Elite Eight or something like that on Peacock, and then goes to win it all. And they're like... Where were they before? Yeah, they have right. no photos, no interviews from any of us. <laughs> All the social media, anything they have content-wise is stuff that I got on my phone or my DSLR. But I think to myself, like, they're, they just announced the second year. They're going to do it again. Chris Paul, CP3, is one of the oh, owners cool. of this tournament. Oh, nice. um, who else? God, there were so many crazy celebrities that were in this that were, um, like, 
basketball players. Steve Nash played soccer in this, which was bizarre. Yeah, Steve he was, Nash has got some skills. His brother, he I think, was, played for the Canadian national team, maybe. Yeah, he was good. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I was, that would make sense. Yeah, I think he did. Who else was there? There's a famous football player. Starts with a T. I, it's going to drive me crazy. But there were a bunch of people, you know, famous people who played in it. But it was weird to see them, like, you know not be a part of it and all of a sudden oh they pop up and they're the winners oh, yeah. and it's, it's very exciting you can still see all the stuff on peacock now which is very very cool and i'm excited to join them again this year and then they added the women's tournament which is really exciting cool, so it's yeah. just more soccer going on for me i love that they're adding the women's tournament this year i'm hopeful that i'll get to like extend my stay and watch because i think they're doing the tournament men's teams 48 teams going for the million and then the next uh weekend is the women's teams eight teams going towards it but it'll be really interesting to see who of the women will be allowed to play. Are they get like? There's all these rumors. Like Mia Hamm coached the women's team last year, so there's all these rumors about these players who have recently retired in yeah, the women's yeah, yeah. league and getting them in on this. And it's just incredible. I think with like those types of things, that's a good way to almost uh, bring attention to it. Is you get a name or something like that, um, just to kind of oh, so-and-so is going to be there. She was just playing last year, so you know she's yeah, going like, to be good or whatever it is. Or one these... of the guys from Harry Potter, I cannot think of. Uh, he played, um, he plays Tom Riddle as a child. He played for Wrexham in the tournament. It was like all oh, these really? random celebrities playing with teams and stuff too. It was absolutely crazy. You're seeing like these like, uh, which is kind of cool, these like celebrity games start to tip up, but obviously asking out of shape celebrities to run 11 v 11 is maybe a little bit <laughs> a little of a bit task, much. but like seven V seven, like I've played it to me. That's the most fun because you're not so necessarily too. like doing full, like, especially yes. after you've gotten done playing, you're mm-hmm. like trying to get the guys. I like playing in an indoor league now. Yep. You're like, you just went on and it's like 30 seconds and they're like, dude, no, yeah, yeah, get out of here. So like seven V seven is kind of that excitement. Like you said, you can get a bunch of goals in there. But it's also, I think, something fun, just the, the it, field alone. Is. It was so weird. I was sitting on the field taking photos, and I believe it was us playing Tel Aviv, Hapoel Tel Aviv, um, in one of the semifinal games. And the gentlemen from Wrexham were sitting behind me, and they could hear me cheering for the team as I'm yelling because I can't, I have no chill. So I'm videotaping, and I'm screaming at them at the same time, and they asked me about the team. I explained we're from Newtown, and they said, you guys are subbing on like anything we've ever seen. What's the deal with that? And it had been a constant thread amongst the um media personalities talking about why is this team from Newtown every so many minutes somebody's subbing in somebody's subbing in uh, because they had allowed for the rules that you could sub whenever you wanted to but all the other teams were playing it like they were playing 11 v 11 so Mm -hmm. they were exhausted but we have all these MASL players who are used to playing two minutes at a time and running off so they were never exhausted so they just ran the field with everybody game after game after game and the guys from Wrexham behind me are like I'm so glad we're not in the tournament anymore these guys would have whooped us and I was like this is the coolest moment I wish I could record this and nobody's gonna believe that they're saying (laughs) this to me like it's crazy and it's just very cool to get to be a part of it again just see more soccer the kids that were out there enjoying it people flew out there to see it and just seeing the sport itself take over america the way that it has the rest of the world it's the number one most popular sport in the world um we in america are just late to the train and missouri a little bit later than the rest of the mls but st louis jumped on the market like splat like yeah (laughs) yeah we we just showed up team city should definitely should have had a team before it it got one but i'm glad it happened when it happened like the stars really aligned for this and it it was a super cool experience i'm sure you guys were on that like like had that mls for the lose scarf for the Mm, first time and the heartbreak of not getting it that first time i was like oh and then hearing the rumblings of like okay They've got another group is together yep. again. They're doing it, and we finally did it. And Plus now the, the way the Ram, you know, the Ram situation, oh. and the way all that went down, it just was. It was just a bad time for the city, you know. And then all of a sudden, 
Carolyn Kendall and that ownership group came together and it it really worked. I can't wait to see where they go from here. They've done some really awesome like meetings where they allow people to kind of get to know her a little bit. I've gotten to go to a women's meeting and an LGBTQIA meeting where I've gotten to watch her speak. Oh, cool. She talks about the future and pe- people, of course, are like, are we going to get a women's team? And she's like, it's not out of the question. You know what I mean? We're all like, is it going to happen? <laughs> I just think her, her family, the team, they have such vision for the future that they are looking so many steps ahead already, yeah, which is just Lutz awesome. We're in what year one of their five year plan that yeah. they got going. So yeah, it's 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 exciting. Yeah, to he's see. an interesting individual. I would love to. I need to listen to some podcasts on him. He owned like a penguin and stuff. I hear you. No, you guys, I didn't know about. You guys got to read. He's got a book. Uh, yeah, like, I, I've seen <laughs> that. I think he was yeah, actually dead know. once. I don't know. That man says crazy wow. life story. Yeah, no, we got Was he? Uh, was he at the inaugural event? He wasn't there, was he? No. Well, so. he he apparently came like late. Okay. Is that for the soccer Bible? Yeah, 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 we were. We got invited down for that. I, I, okay, so I am jealous, and I gotta say. Um, the the gentleman who shot it uh, for Soccer Bible like DM'd me and was like, out of nowhere, we're not friends, we don't follow each other. And he was like, hey, you know a lot about St. Louis. Where are some spots that you can take them? So I wrote down a whole list and then sent it to him. And then I saw the book get published. So I've, I screenshotted, like videotaped him on the big screen at the game, flipping his book open. And I was like, congrats on the book, my brother. <laughs> Would have loved to know it was yeah. coming out. <laughs> that is he was so like, cool, thanks, Lux. So Where's I was my like, credit? That is so bro. cool. Because he was telling us about, like, he asked, like, random people. It was like, me. Where they go. I have the screenshots to prove people. it. Yeah. I am random people. You You're go. welcome. Um, yeah, so uh, was it Keen? Was the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them. Yeah. Um, so we went down there for it, and Carolyn was there, and uh, a couple other folks as well. But just a really cool experience, a really cool event. And then there was a concert after that. Uh, yep. Was it Anne Marie that yeah. was playing? Um, it was funny because like they were lining up for that thing hours in advance. Yeah, we, we were got there. so out of our place. We stood in that line. Yeah, not yeah, we to go I went to that concert, go. and there were so many teenagers, oh, like yeah, and yeah. their dads and their yeah, parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining the two of you guys. Like, I know we were just there. standing there. All these no kids, kids walking kids, up. No I'm like, teenagers. What is yeah. that? We're, we we I knew immediately we're in the wrong place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what place we need to be yeah. in, but this is not it. Yeah, that goes to how tangible our team is too. It's they're so tangible to us. You like was it uh, yesterday was Sunday? You could meet Josh Yarrow yesterday right. on Saturday. You could meet Miguel Perez. Maybe he was down there. Every All- time they have an event, there's usually a player at them. They did that pre-rally that pep rally and every single player on the team people i hadn't seen i mean john nelson that you you saw him on the field then you never saw him again i was like oh he's still here yeah i mean he isn't anymore but he was for that moment <laughs> and i was thrilled to see him i was like yeah. and they just paraded them all out and everybody got their signatures and their photos and i'm like what world are these players like if you live in Miami, you are not meeting the team the way you're meeting no. the St. Louis team. The pitch bartenders, like oh, or the yeah. bartending events they would have there. Wild. That's cool. They're right. just hanging out. That's the only casually. bumming part about being on the Illinois side, though, is like you see Ugh. people running into these uh-huh. dudes all the time and walking around downtown or whatever, and it's just like, I don't think we're gonna run into them at Schnooks over Dude, here. No. I saw that post. I love it so much. Just a normal, boring grocery store trip. Just kidding. My kids and I are here. Yeah, we ran yeah. into Leuven. Leuven's no big just deal. There. Just nice hanging out. Scarf and jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you went to the Anne Marie concert. Yeah. You're obviously a lover of music. Mm-hmm. Any one artist that would stand out as like we got to have that that individual or pre-match that group party like. pre-match. Um, I am, but I am upset we haven't seen Greek Fire yet. We said I, that. That's, uh, that's what I, I said. am upset with that. Like, and I know ashamed a story of the year, and they are the largest out of the alternative bands yeah. from St. Louis. But when it comes to like pump up songs and stuff. Greek fires just nails. They're just nails. They got all those songs. I'm just like, why aren't we playing Top of the World? Nope. Why, you know what I mean? This is exactly who I said. Doesn't like, obviously, anyway. I, like, let's go. I think there's the obvious choice in like Nelly. The Urge. Yeah, Nelly. A, or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody mentioned The Urge the to ur- us. Yeah, and I was like, sense. I can't believe I completely forgot to have that with them. And but we haven't me, had them. That's odd. Like too. when you're looking at like people that you think 
could literally yeah. do it and then yeah hit that like still family friendly enough to yep. where somebody would go but it's something yeah. that like I, mean, I top thought of the world too. was um it was what part movie of was the it in? big hero six the Thank disney you. movie I knew big hero was six some sort of movie you know what i mean and it they just throw such a show too. It's always like Moon's a big soccer fan. Like yeah, I mean, it, huge, and he's a great soccer player. Moon and I played. Um, we played on indoor leagues together, both right. at Veta and outdoor for Veta. He actually tore his ACL behind me on the field. Oh. Didn't even have the ball. Man was just jogging behind me. I heard him scream and go down, and <laughs> then he had to have surgery. That was like maybe 2012 or 13, 2014, maybe something like that. He's an exceptional player. Him and Jeff Burton and I got to play in the ambush celebrity game a bunch of years ago, which was awesome. Jeff was a huge supporter of soccer, too. His brother, I believe, is the women's coach at SIUE, perhaps? I think it's SIUE. His brother's the uh, women's soccer coach there. So he was a big soccer person, too. But Moon is such a classic soccer fan, and that band is so good. I would love to see them open up. Yeah, I think that would be awesome, too. I mean... That first one with Mastermind, though, was Oh, fire! That first, that. the first, I didn't see that. the very first one. I think we were both. Just and it was Metro Boomin and Mastermind. So, so, that so I was, I was bummed because I wanted to see Metro, a uh, Metro Boomin. Yep. And I like they always play. I was at Heroes and Villains, uh-huh. I think, throughout the speakers. Right. I can't hear and game. not think about our team anymore. Yeah. Now. I know, me either. Um, and it's funny, my daughter plays uh, uh, travel softball, and like that's a pretty popular walk-up yeah, song oh, for bet. girls, <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> and every time, all you see is like city it's red. Like. It. Yeah, that's all. I, that's all I think about. Um, so that one, I, I was really bummed. I didn't get a chance to see that one. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't make him down to a lot of them, but I think for me, like, yeah, Greek Fire would be cool. Um, I do think. I think it would be great to get uh, to get Steve Ewing up yes. there and do some stuff with the Urge because they're I mean, they're touring again. Yep. We, and I saw Steve. He's got a they got a new song out. Yeah, I saw Steve um, do like a solo act at like some little pizza place in Belleville, Illinois, his voice is a little so while amazing. ago. He's, he's got as much energy at a small stage with it's just himself and a guy playing guitar as he does with the whole band. Uh, I would think Nelly would be awesome. I, yeah, I Nelly think would Nelly amazing. would be like an, an amazing hype man. That was I saw him a couple of times, like free concerts here and there, like Rib Fest back in the day. But that would be a if lot of fun. He didn't have like this. I believe there's still some semi feud between him and the St. Lunatics. And if I am wrong, please feel free to correct me. But back in the day when Arch Apparel did the St. Lunatics and like Nelly T-shirts, like Nelly kind of came in there and was like, "Nah, you can't use the rights to the St. Lunatics." So then he somehow ended up with the T-shirts. Either way, I would love to see them together. Like oh, yeah. Kiwan still lives here. Like I would love to see the Lunatics and Nelly. Like if you could do the whole thing. If if any you get if, Chingy in here, you bring him back in. If anything, you, know, you bring everybody together. Get all this. It's going to be St. Louis City. SC could yeah, bring it together. Dude. Matt Beck can do anything. I I don't know what his contact list looks like, but he is he has done. They've done such a great job, honestly. And Mastermind being the um, the music curator for everything over there has been so incredible too. The music in that stadium is so hype. Oh, everything about it's awesome. That intro with Muse, obviously, is an mm-hmm. alternative lover. Yeah. I love seeing that, and it was such a great moment. And I thought to myself, there's so many people who probably didn't know this song before this, but now went home and are discovering Muse because this song was such an impact on the intro to our games. Uh, that's my song for wherever I'm in the stadium. I know to start yep. running for my that's, seat. Yeah, like, that's like, like hurry oh, now. Oh, Muse, all right, see you later. I gotta go on, yeah. My kids know Muse from Twilight. I don't know if that's a, a uh, good thing yeah. to say or not. <laughs> that that original Twilight soundtrack is banging. They, they um, love it, Muse, dude. Mute Math is on that. Yeah. That's a solid record. <laughs> hey, as long as they know them, that's all they really <laughs> yeah. that's all take it. Erica, Radio, Radiohead's on that. Your kids are obviously on it. Yeah, on of course. I mean, God, now you're getting into my generation. Well, not generation. We're the same generation. Yep. But, but my music, more the, the 90s grunge stuff and uh, the angsty, mm-hmm. angsty kind of stuff that came out of that like mid early to mid-90s. I like that a lot. Eric, what else you got for us? Yeah, make sure you're following Lux on all her socials and follow us as well. We're South End supporters on Instagram. Our Twitter is capital S-E-S underscore podcast S-E-L. And make sure you're following us on our Facebook page so you keep up with all things South End 
supporters. Lux, it's been awesome having you on tonight. It's it really been has so been. Much so much fun. I love these podcasts. I love the South Side. I just want you guys to know how much love the North Side has for you guys. Like, I feel Perfect. like there's there's like a ton we, of like that's all we we're validated now. There's this just is good. you know what I mean. There's a ton of that, like we're the North Side supporter section, but like we fully see you guys and nobody sits down. So like in reality. It's just one big party. There we go. One big party. Well, it's another episode in the books. I want to say thank you so much to our sponsors, RPR Renovations and Postal Coffee Company for sponsoring the show. Please remember to go to postalcoffeeco.com and during code SOUTHEND uh, at checkout and receive 15% off that first order. A huge thanks again to Lux for joining us here tonight. Thank you so much for listening. For Eric Cole, this is David Heck. You've been listening to Southend Supporters. We'll see you next week. And until then, let's go city.